I didn't know it at the time, but it was something quite extraordinary that drew my daughter Wendy to the window that morning. In my ignorance, I was simply pleased to have an excuse to leave the dirty dishes behind for later, when she said, Look, Mommy. Her tiny nose was pressed to the glass. A little girl. Wendy was three years old. It was just the two of us then, living alone together in a ground-floor apartment in Manchester, Connecticut. Wendy had very little memory of her father, who had died the year before. He was a firefighter and a great hero on many levels, though I didn't always believe that. We'd had our ups and downs, Alex and I. But on that particular day, all that mattered to me was my daughter's happiness. As a result, when she asked to go outside and play with the little girl enjoying a picnic with her mother across the street, I was quick to grab our jackets and go. Do you live near here? I asked the girl's mother as we stood in the playground watching our daughters run around in circles. We live in Waltham, she replied in a friendly tone of voice. We're just passing through. Then she noticed her daughter, who looked to be about 18 months old, struggling to climb up the steps to the big swirly slide. Pardon me for a second, she said. She went to help her, and down they went, laughing and squealing. It was a moment I appreciated, because it had been a somber year since my husband's death. Oh, how I miss that feeling, being able to laugh and experience such joy over simply being alive. I confess, I said to the woman when she returned to stand beside me, that we only came out here because we saw the two of you from our front window. There aren't many kids on this street, at least none Wendy's age. She's an only child. My Ellen's an only two she told me. Are you married? I asked, not knowing why I suddenly blurted out such a personal question. But I was curious for some reason. There was something familiar about this woman. She nodded, but didn't meet my gaze. Just recently, but my husband's working today. You? I looked down at my running shoes and wondered when I would be able to answer that question without feeling like I wanted to crawl into bed, curl up in a ball, and draw the covers up to my ears. I was, I replied. But my husband passed away about a year ago. He was a firefighter, died on the job. The woman said nothing for a moment. Then she too looked down at the grass and ran the toe of her shoe over a brown patch. I'm sorry to hear that. Funny how the mention of death always casts such a dark shadow over any conversation. I wished I hadn't said anything. I really had to learn to keep my tragic widowhood to myself. Why couldn't I just smile and give the subject of marriage a wide berth? Later, the woman invited Wendy and me to join her on the blanket for some yogurt and juice. Soon we were chatting about preschools and kid-friendly menu options, and for reasons I didn't understand at the time, she began asking questions about Alex. Given the circumstances of my relationship with my late husband and how we came to be together, I should have been more suspicious of her, because when it came to Alex and other women, I'd been burned before, quite literally, in fact. But this stranger in the park had a way of making me let my guard down. Before I knew it, I was spilling out my whole life story to her, to this person I would later learn was connected to me in the most profound way, 
in a way I never could have imagined, at least not at the time. But isn't that what life's all about? Learning new things about ourselves and making sense of our destinies? How extraordinary it is when all the puzzle pieces finally come together and we are able to see the whole picture and behold something beautiful.